So in this episode, this best of episode, I've collected some of the times Eric and I have made each other break up, chuckle. <laughs> get, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Just like that. Well, some of the times we've made each other laugh on the podcast. We try to have fun with this. I think Eric agrees. Sometimes we raise our eyebrows. You obviously can't see that, but sometimes we just burst out in laughter. It's, a, it's crazy stuff sometimes. So this is just a collection of our biggest laughs. Uh, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. From a child born into this world, we are taught what to believe. Close-minded, we become fearful to be deceived. Still, we desire to know what lies beyond that locked door. The art of the storyteller, conjuring tales of legend and lore. History hidden, lost knowledge, things forgotten, and the unknown. These are the things that direct us and will set the tone. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Nightmares on the Lost Highway. I mean, at one point, the place is literally crawling with these things. They're on the roof, they're scratching around, they're scaring the children. May or may not have had alcohol involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we've we've talked about this before. If you go online and then you search for, like, adolescent owls, there's a picture of a bunch of them huddled up in an attic all together. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, that picture is... I can understand why somebody might mistake those for aliens in the attic. That's the stuff of nightmares (laughs) right there. And um, they were using the reference to these goblins that it was part of the Senate GOP policy committee. (laughs) And they were simply green with envy. But yeah, that was the green aliens, was they were green with envy at the popularity of President uh, Dwight Eisenhower at the time. <laughs> I'm like, really? You put that in the newspaper post? Like, that seemed a little weird. <laughs> there was evidence of metalworking that had been done, some statues. Sounds like the dwarvish mines of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Would have definitely had that vibe to it, except for on a bigger scale. A bigger scale, yes. Well, That's a, a giant city? Imagine... Being in a coal mine, digging, punching through a wall, and finding yourself in this underground city. I mean, that would... uh, That literally sounds like one of our Dungeons & Dragons campaigns. That's pretty epic. I mean, you know. (laughs) Or if you you go back to the time, that's uh, like Alice in in Wonderland kind of scenario. If you talk to Missouri Conservation or a lot of those sites, they totally scoff the piranhas living in Missouri as just fake hoaxes if you will fake news yeah <laughs> fake news i mean located between the southern point of the river known as old grand glaze and the northern point known as rosie it is illegal to harm the monster in the refuge i love that i love that as a matter of fact there's there are parks along the river there and if you go state state park officials will tell you that you cannot harm the monster if you have to grab anything when you see it grab a camera they want proof that it exists <laughs> but white river monster spines can be used to as the core of magic wands Ooh, in the Harry Potter universe. That's where they come from. I didn't know that. <laughs> All right. So if you're if you're part of that universe, <laughs> th- this this story is a little closer to home. The locals were told, and I can't imagine this, but the locals uh, were told basically in a little meeting, your entire town is going to be underwater. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine that would have been a great meeting. Worst town hall meeting ever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I don't know your own personal experience, but I've, I've been out on the lake and, and at night and when it's dark and quiet and you just hear the water lapping. I can't imagine hearing yeah. ghostly church bells. And then you got giant catfish, piranha, <laughs> and now we've got church bells beneath. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to get off the water. And just to talk about Australia for a minute, 
you've got a continent where virtually everything wants you dead. Absolutely. Spiders, snakes, you've got the suicide tree where if you get stabbed by it, you want to die. <laughs> and the pain can last for years, I understand. And then if you get offshore, you've got crocodiles, and you've got the little box jellyfish, the blue ringed octopus that'll both kill you. You get out there far enough, you've got great whites, and maybe, maybe, maybe the megalodon. megalodon out there. I know my wife and I, we traveled to North Carolina just last year and uh, was lucky enough to meet up with uh, two professional divers. I got I to gotta say this. This story makes me jealous when you tell it. Oh, well, so. it makes me happy to make you <laughs> jealous. But we walked into the back room area and they're like, you're going to want to see this. I want to see it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my wife's and my mouth hit the floor. We walked into the back room and I kid you not, there was probably 500 megalodon teeth. Um, and they, we also kind of talk, well, how big can these get? Well, it's it's my do. understanding that anything five foot or, or five foot, five foot, <laughs> that would be huge. Anything five inches in, in that community is considered large. Yes, absolutely correct. You know, who, who knows? That could have been inspired by, uh, Steve Alton who wrote the Meg, uh, the movie based off of, of that novel, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a Jason Statham fan. It, it, you go into that movie, and it is everything it promises to be. A giant shark eating people. And a lot of action. And, and a lot of action. <laughs> well, it's Jason Statham. It is Jason Statham. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I, I've repeatedly said I would go to Jurassic Park if they opened it tomorrow. Even knowing. <laughs> you saw well, all the movies. Yeah, you know I, the way this I, turns out. I've seen every movie. I know I'm going to get eaten by a T-Rex. <laughs> but I would still go to Jurassic Park. But oh, the well, experience. In, in, in Meg, they build an aquarium. And it's the same thing. Yes. If they open an aquarium with a megalodon shark in it, I would go to that aquarium. You would be like the little girl and the glass cracking behind you. would be oh. like, oh, yeah, grab that camera. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I would love to see one of these things. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in a boat. I'll give you that. I, I would definitely settle for the aquarium experience. And he apparently been using the perfume and disinfectants and preserving agents. I wonder why. Mask, uh, mask the odor and... <laughs> To try to forestall the effects of uh, decomposition uh, is all kinds of disturbing. That's a totally different level. Uh, right here in my notes, I, I believe I've labeled Dr. Carl Tanzler the most Florida man of Florida men. <laughs> you know, when you hear Florida man stories, it wouldn't get much worse than this. Yeah, this is the, the Florida Frankenstein, as, as we're dubbing it. That was a. I, I think the way I described it to someone I was talking to about this week was. You know, he decided that he was going to love her for the rest of his life, but not necessarily her life. <laughs> I've, I've encountered stories where, you know, we don't have any weapons with which to hurt you. You know, things like that. So obviously, you know, they, they try to make you feel at ease. But again, when someone tells you, not, I don't have any weapons to hurt you. Not working so much. Yeah, yeah, not working so much. And this is one of those examples where, you know, he goes, he opens, I guess, the door, but not the screen door. So he's looking at him through the glass, and they ask to use the telegraph. And he says, well, I'm sorry, the house doesn't have service, because the telegraph thing kind of threw him off. So he's like, uh... Yeah, I mean, how many houses have telegraph service? <laughs> My house was built much after that. Sorry, we don't have service here. So he and his wife uh, and children... It's a cool family. Uh, watching Evil Dead together. Hey, hey, they, we do that in my house. <laughs> so I think uh, at this point, you know, we say, so you're at home. It's late at night. You're kicked back. I mean, you're a night shift guy, so it's not unusual for you to be home at late at night. Absolutely, absolutely. You hear a knock on the door. There's a couple of couple of kids there. You know, your first instinct is going to be to Can help you use your kids. telegraph. Yeah, <laughs> until they ask to use your telegraph. I don't know about you, but I don't have one of those. Yeah, I don't. My, my house is not wired for that. I'm sorry. 
That kind of made her an overnight sensation. It doesn't seem like not eating would grant um, superpowers. Maybe a little out of mind. Uh, <laughs> you might think you maybe. had powers. Yeah, yeah. But. Was that she started to suffer from what they called dyspepsia at the time, which we call indigestion now. But that was sort of the impetus for, for the, the, the not eating. Not eating because of indigestion. But what was the word you used? Uh, they called it dyspepsia that at the time. so much cooler. Was the diagnosis. Yeah, no, like I, <laughs> I suffer from indigestion from time to time. It'd be a lot cooler. I have dyspepsia. I have dyspepsia. But, you know, as you kind of touched about fasting, fasting is an old practice. Uh, but to go on for 16 years, come on, you, you know, you had said the rule of three yeah. earlier. Uh, that's indeed a bit hard to believe. Most likely was only partially true. Well, I don't know about you, but... uh. I don't. I, Sixteen hours would be too much. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Be like, give me another burger or pizza. Uh, she kind of came to fame in an 1889 Boston Globe story entitled. And I love this title, by the way. <laughs> Who took the cold potato? Doctor Mary Walker says the fasting girl bit a donut. Oh my gosh! What the heck is that? Got to I do love with anything. I love that title. <laughs> and, and I've got to read this quote uh, out of. Uh, this uh, Dr. Hammonds, he said, uh, proclivity to simulation and deception is a description of fancier. There's a, a lot of big words there. There's a lot of big words. <laughs> so, he, or at yeah. least started slowing down. She had, at that yeah, time. she was yep. losing these gifts, and then he's like, well, now that you're losing them, why don't you prove it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, come on, I'll call you out. I'm not going to come to your house. I'm not going to see you in person, but I'm going to call you out. And again, I mean, if you look at this story from the outside, you can either A, admire that she stood by her ground and said, hey, I don't have to prove myself to you. Or you could look at it as B, I've been lying all these yeah, years and I don't want to prove it. I'm tired of playing this game. <laughs> just leave me alone. Just, just to read it one more time. <laughs> Who took the cold potato? Dr. Mary Walker says, fasting girl bit a donut. <laughs> Best newspaper article title I've ever found. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the mean, but it's something I've done a lot of research into. None of us are experts. Uh, that, that, I was going to say, that's our intro. We're not experts. We're not going to pretend to be experts. <laughs> it was recently featured in an episode of X-Files. Or was it? Really? No, it was. <laughs> Season 11, one of the last episodes of the X-Files. Uh, Maybe in an alternate timeline, Jason Mandela. Is it Jason? No. No. Nelson. Nelson. My bad. I wasn't born in that time frame, so I'm not familiar with this character. It's all right. You're um, a young I know the last Extremely name. young whippersnapper. Yeah. Uh, Mandela, if he dies in prison, maybe he died in prison in an alternate timeline, and that person's from that timeline. Because he goes, Obi-Wan never told you about your father, did he? I just remember Vader told going- told me enough. He told me you killed him. I remember Vader going, <laughs> no! no. <laughs> That's the wrong movie. That's why. Strike that story. We try to We try to ignore Vader yelling, no. <laughs> <laughs> Most so, horrible scene ever. From back in the day. If we're in the Matrix, and I think I said this last time we talked about this, it's yet another video game that I'm not any good at. <laughs> I'm, I'm failing. Well, if Back to the Future taught me nothing else, is when you travel back, you don't mess with don't mess with history because there's there's ripples that's going to take place. No, no. See, you got to use Avengers timeline logic, which is you can't change your current timeline. You can change somebody else's. Oh, okay, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> which then causes the Mandela effect. But that's fine because then the humans will just argue about yeah. like who did what first and yeah. who was what. You know, you can't go back and kill John Connor before he was born. It doesn't change. Terminator. Anybody. Now we're talking Terminator. <laughs> I wanted to go back to Alex had brought up. 
and uh, now immediately we're going to start out with this the plural of octopus the accepted plural <laughs> is octopuses octopi is acceptable but the actual designated plural is octopuses octopuses we had a lot of debate about this we leading did. up to this particular episode. We knew we were going to use that term. We know we're not experts or specialists, but this one really troubled us with exactly how to identify. Yeah, it. we wanted to make sure that we, we knew what we were talking about, and we wanted to at least sound as educated as possible. <laughs> Make a fatal attempt. <laughs> well, Previous to that. I know, I know I have a tendency to reference movies quite a bit. I'm a movie guy, but if you've ever seen the movie Idiocracy... It implies that humanity is moving down a particular path and that we're not getting smarter. So, All right, all right. And if you're familiar with octopi, octopuses, you know, however we want to say it. See, see I, I went ahead and messed up anyway. <laughs> we were trying to sound educated, man. Very in, enlightening. I had no idea. But the lifespan of most octopuses is simply three to five years. Um, their adult weight, I thought this was interesting, their adult weight is roughly one-third of all the food they have eaten during their lifetime. So if you eat a person, on average you're going to gain 30, 40 pounds. You might be approaching a horse-size octopus well, if well, you'd eaten a couple. Well, let's be honest. I mean, we're talking about Americans here. Let's say closer to 50, 60 pounds. <laughs> I, I just get the uh, I get this image in my head, you know, Missouri, you have people go squirrel hunting and just somebody walking <laughs> through the woods. Octopus! You know, and they... Boom! Shoot it out of the tree, drops down and falls on some guy's head. I have to say, obviously we're trying to get our heads in the mind of a serial killer, but she, she tainted chocolates with arsenic for small children. This is like Hansel and Gretel kind of stuff. Well, I mean... This, this might sound horrible, but I've definitely been around a few kids every now and then. <laughs> I mean, I can almost Don't understand. Don't go there, Bill. Don't go there. <laughs> Come here, my precious. I've got a chocolate for you. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to resort to murdering kids, no matter how annoying they may be. Uh, in the, I would say the bottom part of the house where the fireplace is, that's probably the original house. That was the safest, warmest place and, to be. And it was definitely, <laughs> well, it was the only place that was heated in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And he had motion-sensitive alarms there. He said those alarms went off all the time. And he'd always have to go out and reset those alarms. And it was like the one room that he told us was off limits. Yeah, don't go in there. So the one place where there might be something happening, and it was like, don't go there. Yeah, don't go in there. <laughs> I will say, not only was the hair on the back of my neck standing up because it was cold, but it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of exciting, you know, that something had done. And again, I, I have to stress, I had used this technique many times, never had anything. It was so cold that night. I Oh, my gosh. I, I cannot stress how cold it was. And that wasn't like our first room. It wasn't like we were down well, there in the fireplace and then ran upstairs I, I think the common descriptor that we've used over the years is it was cold enough to lose a particular body part if you're a man. So, <laughs> And on that point, there was no indoor plumbing, of course. <laughs> so another funny tale, there was an outhouse, a porta potty that was put out there. And it was quite the challenge... I have to go to the bathroom, but do you really have to go to the bathroom? Yeah, you had to make a choice. You, it wasn't that important. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, buddy system, let's race out there. And you <laughs> thought it was cold in the house. When you got outside, it was even colder. And so I believe I had just captured a pair of taillights, which is why I never made a big deal about it, because it was so easy to debunk that as a pair of taillights through the window. It wasn't even worth mentioning. Now, of course, when I initially saw the picture, you know. Got made, a little excited. Got, got, got a little excited and made my hair stand on end. Because, again, red eyes peeking through the window at you. 
That's a thing. That's that's scary. <laughs> I, I don't know. A lot of people remember the Amityville horror movie, the old one, but that's one of the scariest scenes in that one to me is when the eyes are looking at him through the window. I, I think we could have missed some things just because the, the climate, the season that, that we happened to go in. Um, All right, Eric, you got me convinced. If you'll pay for it, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> When I win that lottery, hey, I got we're it, going. I'll, I'll, I do a lot of stuff if somebody else would pay for it. <laughs> so, with much fanfare and applause, <laughs> Nightmares on the Lost Highways managed to return. Yay! After, what has it been? It's been a few months now. It's... April? Maybe they're getting us ready for something. Again, 2020. <laughs> Let's go ahead and cap that off with Alien Invasion. Why not? <laughs> I think October is still clear, possibly. Well, I was going to say we are a little bit late for Independence Day. <laughs> so a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, you have JFK. Mm-hmm. Obviously, JFK was very well known for wanting to put man on the moon, and we managed to do it in his time frame before sure. 1970. I think it was 1969. If you're a believer in that stuff. Well, my son and I have talked about this. <laughs> He's. Uh, I like to throw conspiracy theories at him, and then he looks at me like I might be... Um, touched. Oh, um, dad. Yeah, exactly. But if you do the research, it would have actually cost more to fake the moon landing than it would have been to actually than the budget for sending people to the moon. <laughs> I like the idea of the troll bridge. I do too. It, it rolls well with a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> campaign for sure. Now he figured no one was going to believe that he'd seen this thing, so he tried to grab it. At which point in time, it let out a blood-curdling scream slash shriek, <laughs> which scared Horn so much that he just took off for the house. <laughs> He's like, that's it, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm envisioning like a Dobby-like character out of I mean, Harry it kind of sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, you know, a couple of folks enjoying a pint. <laughs> uh, Daily know, affair. We don't know how many pints they had enjoyed. <laughs> now, they, they actually called it a goblin. They described it as having skin that was nut brown in color. And uh, just absolutely naked. Hmm. So, you know, that, that's Dobby just... needed a sock. <laughs> <laughs> so he's an unsettling figure. A to face see. only a mother could love. As to be expected. They drop their groceries and they run. <laughs> they take off for the house. So, so they look out their bedroom window and they see something by the pond. And it's holding a garden gnome. They have a pond in their yard. And this thing is holding a garden gnome. <laughs> I don't know if he's just like... Yeah, I mean, you can see the resemblance. What I don't know why he's got it, but he's <laughs> this got the best it. you got. Right yeah, and he's he's freaking out. You know, at one point in time, they tried to challenge him, and he kind of grinned at him and laughed at him and shot him the bird even. <laughs> so he's he's got some modern sensibility about him. The Ozark Howler, or Black Howler, Nightshade Bear, the Devil Cat, my favorite, <laughs> the Hoo Hoo, the Hoo Hoo. Please stay tuned. One, the pictures do not match the accepted description. If you not look it up, all. you will see you can find these pictures on the on the internet. This is like cute and cuddly version. It's like somebody took little uh, you know, antelope antlers and put them on their dog or something. Yeah, I mean, it, like it, a little beagle-like dog or yeah, something. Yeah, if the Ozark Howler is going to be this monstrous beast that's like a big cat going around killing things and being intimidating, this little thing if it come running out of the woods at you, you just run over and kick it. Yeah, yeah. And be done with it. <laughs> it's now, like the, the joke I make where if you're going to own a dog, you got to own a dog that's small enough to fight if you have to fight it. And said uh, the husband, you know, opened the front door, had a little front porch, and uh, potted, you know, pointed the shotgun directly up above and said a mountain lion 
literally peeked its head over <laughs> and looked at them. They immediately shut the door and went inside. Yeah, but we don't have mountain lions. We don't have mountain so lions. That now, never now, that would have been back in the... But yet, this is just another example of what you might find on Tales of the Lost Highway. Nightmares on the Lost Highway. I think you get that just a little bit wrong every time. I think I do. <laughs> I'm going to have to work on that. My love of this particular topic, I mean, Bigfoot figures in pretty prominently. I don't know about you. You know, we talk about UFOs and aliens and all kinds of other things. All the good stuff. But I can't tell you how many books I've read on Bigfoot growing up as a kid. Well, Bill, don't take this wrong. You, you kind of look like a Bigfoot. Well, I mean, I do have big feet and I don't shave. So, <laughs> a lot of hair going on. <laughs> That's... That was unexpected. Curveball. <laughs> but, uh, so back in the 70s, there was a sp- spate, a spot, sp- what would you, what was the word? The spate, I think, is the right word. I might be wrong. Spade? Spate. Spate. I am a unsure group, of what you're talking about. Group of sightings. I am unfamiliar with group this of sightings. We can, we'll cut that part out. Okay. <laughs> you lost me on that one. Back in the 70s, there was a batch of sightings. And at that point in time, they realized this is no man. This is a beast covered in thick, shaggy fur. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm envisioning the Slim Jim commercial messing with Sasquatch <laughs> here at this point in time. <laughs> hey, buddy. You want to ride? Hey. Uh, again, you get sporadic reports. In 1991, the creature was seen jumping from a bridge, which when I read that, I really hoped it wouldn't be the last sighting. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't. Uh, he said he has never heard anything. He has never saw anything. He has no reason to believe this creature even exists remotely. Uh, so I, I think they were hoping for a little bit slightly different story. And so that and means he's the creature, right? Using Scooby-Doo rules? Uh, yeah, Scooby-Doo rules. <laughs> to help us all understand, I think we have a tendency to funnel everything down and try to cookie-cutter it. And it's not always so black and white. Yeah, I think we want to label things. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, let me give you an example. If you went out and stepped on an anthill, would it bother you very much? It could. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think you meant like army ants or no, army ants. Okay, okay. Well, I just mean if you went out and stepped on an no. anthill and 10 or 12 ants died. Never know. I, I'm going to say something here that some people may not get, but I know the three of us here at this table, because I've mentioned we're, we're geeks, we're nerds. We've played Dungeons and Dragons. We have three DMs right here in this room. <laughs> It's kind of like that player who wants to play every class, you know, and it's like, no, you're the cleric, you're the fighter, you're going to be the tank, you're, you know, you're the, this is what you need to do because we need you to be the best you can, not just spread yourself so thin. So I I had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. It's for that reason I hated (laughs) multi-classing. Okay. He's a fighter, cleric, thief. Yeah. What? (laughs) And then they never really liked how slow they went up in experience. Oh, and then, you know, the phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. Of none. You're not really going to be in, you know, well, this is devolving into a D&D conversation really quick. <laughs> we digressed. So. <laughs> now, you had mentioned. Went, my dad was of the mind, oh, don't, don't offend the Christians, because what if that's true? But he was also the same mind with the elders. Don't offend the elders. Because what if that's true? (laughs) Cover your bases. (laughs) Don't throw stones. Today we are joined by a special guest listener. (laughs) uh, My daughter wanted to hear what dad did every other week with his friend. So if you want to say hi to everybody. Hello. It's take your daughter to work day. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Campbell, the, the, the 
The grandmother, Rosa Campbell, claimed that she was safe because she was born with protection from evil. So what I does that mean? I, you know, uh, again, as an old D&D player, when I hear protection from evil, <laughs> I automatically think of the magic spell. Huh? So I don't know if, if she was just born under a good sign, if she received blessings at some point. Now, as a father, as a father with, with children that, that occasionally act out, no, I will say that uh, the idea that it might take five men to hold down a child doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, I know that, that I've definitely felt outnumbered once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I will say that when my time comes, I don't want to remember the time I spent working in a factory, though. I don't want that to be <laughs> any indicator at the end. I used to always joke, and I have kind of a sick sense of humor, but... That uh, I would probably die at work, and they would taxidermy, maybe put a sign around my neck. How may I help you? <laughs> okay, this this little off topic completely. But I I continuously joke with my kids that when I do pass on, I want to be taxidermied. I want to be put on the couch with a television remote in my hand, and I want a a motion activated deal. So when they step between me and the TV. It's one of my favorite sayings. I got it from my mom, and she got it from her dad. Hey, hey, you're not made out of glass, you know. Make a bad window. <laughs> I really hope they don't do that. That'd yeah. be morbid. <laughs> I can't say any meters went off. We didn't have anything else that occurred. We didn't hear anything. Uh, it did not turn and look at us. If anything, I felt it acted almost frightened of us and who wouldn't be honestly you know you know mark wilson but uh, well, i mean i gotta <laughs> mark wilson makes me nervous sometimes so. <laughs> hope um, you're listening mark another thing that popped up was the whole alien abduction and that these could be part of the for i'll just label it the little gray, little men, gray men that uh often seem to abduct people in their sleep and you know do that anal probing that everybody's fearful of <laughs> But so possibly there is some connection there. I mean, I guess some people maybe. There's maybe. Maybe some people are Maybe that's why else? they don't sleep. They don't want. Again, why would <laughs> aliens travel this far just to probe butts? I never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd have something better to do. If you could get all the way here, you'd do something better. I would find something better to do on my vacation trip off my planet, yes. There were lots of anecdotal tales of the Mothman attacking the roofs of parked cars occupied by teenagers. Mm -hmm. So, of course, what better way to, uh, hey, we weren't out there doing anything. We got attacked by the Mothman. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't uh, for lack of trying, but that pesky Mothman. Yeah. Residents of La, La Junta, Mexico, or La Junta, again. Probably La Junta. Probably La Junta. Began noticing a tall, hairy, winged creature with wide bloodshot eyes. Uh, chased one student relentlessly in what he described as uh, those were 15 minutes of maximum despair. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. She mentioned early on that she had multiple accounts with the men in black. It's not Tommy Lee Jones and, and Will Smith. It's an intimidation. <laughs> like what you saw, you don't think, you know, uh, a good representation of, of the lore is definitely in the X-Files right. where it's like, Okay, you you think you saw a UFO, but if you tell anybody you saw a UFO, they're never going to find your body in the desert kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, intimidation factors. One little last note here, something I found quite interesting. I had read this. In June of this year, 2020, a petition was started to replace all Confederate statues in the United States 
with Mothman statues. <laughs> I know this I is not heard that in these contentious times. I, I know the Confederate statues, you know, they, they, they strike a chord with some folks. Yes. Yes. Uh, as of July of 2020, there were over 2000 signatures on the, the, the petition. So I don't think we're going to see Mothman popping up all across the country. Probably not. At least in statue form. But I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if we had one. (laughs) One up here in London. I'm fine with that. Hey, real quick call to action. I think Eric would agree. We'd like to grow this nightmares on the lost highway. Absolutely. If you could, if you're listening on Apple, if you would go and give us a review and and rate us, Uh, if you have some feedback, that's fine too. Uh, whatever whatever platform you're listening, follow us, rate us, give us some reviews. That helps get some recognition and gets our name out there. We do have a Facebook page, Nightmares on the Lost Highway. You can easily find us if you want to communicate with us. If you want to share some uh, possibilities for future podcasts with us, you know, reach out. We want to talk with you guys. I want to take a time to thank the people that helped bring this all together. Uh, Alex Tudor, you can almost call him our producer at this point. Sarah Tudor, who also helps with some of the technical stuff. I want to take a moment to extend thanks to Eric for letting us use his space to record in kind of our makeshift studio. I, in turn, would like to thank Bill for, one, putting up with me and uh, (laughs) using this camaraderie to do something we both very much love and enjoy doing. And thank Bill's family for allowing him to spend all the time to work and clean up our recordings and present them in what uh, you hear in the final uh, terms. Uh, the final edition, if you will. And I'd like to thank all of you for continuing to to listen. I know we've got some loyal followers out there. We do this as a labor of love, but we're we're happy that there are people that enjoy it as hopefully as much as we do. Thank you very much.